E-S-N-Y. Wednesday, rolling as always with my co-host Chip Murphy. Chip, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm okay, man. How are you? Good, good. Um, chilling first podcast of the week. Ready to get into it. Uh, some nice weather out in the New York area, so I was out walking around these Astoria streets, just hanging out, chilling for a little bit. Um, very excited to talk some hoops tonight, but uh, Chip and I were talking a little bit before we decided to record. And we wanted to switch things up a little bit. We always talk hoops. We always talk sports. That's always what this podcast is going to be about. But at the end of the day, like, uh, you know, we're humans with other interests besides, you know, the four corners of a basketball court um, and the trade deadline and whatever else happens with the NBA. So uh, with that being said, we decided to kind of touch on just entertainment um, shows, whether it's streaming, movies, things we've been interested in. And to help us with that conversation, you know him, you love him. Uh, he's got another publication next to his name now uh, than before. Contributor for Heavy.com, covering the Chicago Bulls, as well as the New York Knicks for the Strickland. The one, the only, Colin Loring. Colin, what's good? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? Happy Wednesday, fellas. Please tell me that there is nobody else that gives you an intro like I give an intro for you when you get on a podcast. I mean, dude, you're going to find this hard to believe. I mean, I'm just, I'm on so many podcasts, you know, all the time. No, uh, no, definitely not. Jeff, you always knock out of the park, man. <laughs> you I forgot to mention it. he has sources now too. That's right. Sheesh. <laughs> my, man Shams, my man is Shams 2.0 over here. All right. I had fun putting that one out the other day. <laughs> that was a great one, man. That was really impressive. Uh, it was a very, very good article. And um, as always, Colin um, graces us with his uh, incredible collection of NBA short-sleeved shirts. Tonight, he is rocking a Minnesota Timberwolves Ricky Rubio. Um, absolutely love it. Well, vintage. This is the first go-around. This is not yeah, number two. Exactly. This is that's, the first go-around. That's why I felt it was important to bring up. Um, I don't even. How much did you pay for that? Sorry, how much did you pay for that? Uh, I don't know. Typical rule of thumb is I don't go over twelve or thirteen dollars. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once you hit like the thirty count, you know, yeah. on t-shirts, you start lowering your budget. Colin, are you also a? Uh, are you someone who enjoys purchasing like vintage NBA jerseys, thrift thrift store NBA jerseys, like the old champion um, things like that, or no? Uh, I haven't gotten into it yet. That may be the next evolution, though. I'm not going to rule it out. <laughs> I, I, I have a good amount of them. I'm not going to lie to you, man, though. They, 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 they run a pretty penny. If you get them in a store or something like that, especially if they, you know, wash them and, and done their whole, you know, song and dance with them, it, uh, you know, it can get up there a little bit. I think my favorite one that I have, I have an Allen Iverson rookie. Nice. Um, which is probably my pride and joy. If this apartment catches on fire, that's one of the three things that I'm going to be rushing to get. Um, in addition to just 
you know, saving my life in general, but priorities. Yeah. Priorities indeed. But I figured, you know, we could get right into the entertainment conversation. Um, this can go any way we want it, but uh, as the guest of honor, of course, Colin, uh, if you're ready to, I'm going to start off with you. Just if you want to hit us and the listeners with any recommendations related to shows, albums, movies that you that are kind of piquing your interest right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've I always go through waves with uh, TV shows and whatnot, and I'll go, you know, I'm either doing show to show to show to show, or I've got one show that I'm watching, you know, and it takes me three to four months to finish. Uh, right now, I'm in more of one of those lull stages. Uh, but I always recommend any opportunity, any time that I get the opportunity, uh, Banshee uh, aired on Cinemax. Uh, it is a top notch TV show. It's probably in my top five all time. Uh, it is uh, a perfect blend of just sex, violence and drama, uh, which is, you know, all three very key ingredients to any successful program. Uh, you can find that on HBO Max now. I believe at one point it was on amazon prime but they recently switched it over uh but it is it is very quality uh very original storyline uh great acting great plot uh if you do make it to the fourth season uh you can just kind of stop there they kind of shit the bed with it after that <laughs> but uh first three seasons some of the best television i've ever seen without giving it away can you give us a small short plot synopsis summary Oh, absolutely. I'm always prepped on this. Uh, basically, a guy gets out of prison. Uh, he's been in there for 15 years. Uh, got caught running a, a jewel heist of sorts. And uh, when he gets out, he tries to, you know, find his girlfriend who you know, he was running jobs with. And when he finds her, uh, she's in a town called Banshee, Banshee Pennsylvania, uh, and she's married with two kids. And uh, she doesn't have the diamonds that they stole. Uh, and he's kind of lost with no direction. So he stops in at a bar. He uh, orders a steak and a beer. And of course, as uh, it so often does, violence finds these guys, you know, once they get out of prison, sometimes quicker, you know, than uh, they like. Uh, so there's a, a bar brawl, you know, with some guys trying to hold up the bar. And uh, the actual sheriff who's fresh, it's his first day on the job or the day before his first day on the job gets killed. Uh, so our friend uh, dons his identity and becomes the sheriff for the town. And the entire show is about their background as, as jewel thieves and, you know, his his continual you know race to try and don this persona as a sheriff while also being a criminal and having some tendencies that aren't very law enforcement like uh, it's it's an incredible program. Again, can't recommend it enough. Uh, shouts to the OG, my pops, for putting me on uh, just top notch. And an Amish mobster too, right? That's yes. Whole, yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's an Amish, yeah, a, a very not so nice Amish farm, okay. very close to the town of Banshee. Yeah, it's it's really interesting too. I love the the nameless main character too. He he takes on another guy's name and they don't tell you his his Ever. name. Too. Yeah. It's very cool. Very cool. Very yeah. fun show. Cool. Strong I'm recommend. Surprised I've never heard of that man. A that lot of people cool. haven't because it came on Cinemax. That's why I always try and bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, how do you guys want to, do you want to go one by one here? Chip, you want to do the next one or you want me to go and we'll just kind of go around here. All right. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get us, start us off here with, um, or continue at least with my first recommendation. So, um, 
I'm going to go with a, a, a show that's a, in, I think it's third or fourth season right now that's currently playing, but it's a show on FX. As, as is usual with these shows, I'm late to the party. Um, a lot of people, if anyone is listening, they're probably like, oh, dude, you're just getting into that now. But Snowfall, for me, is a, is a pretty damn good show that I'm in the middle or towards the end of the second season right now. Um, the long and short of the plot is the cocaine and crack pandemic that hit LA in the 80s extremely hard. Um, and the plot centers around a, uh, a teenager and his family, Franklin Saint, who is played by, and I'm hoping I pronounced the name correctly, but uh, Damson Idris, um, and uh, a couple of other, you know, drug families, uh, a DEA agent who is kind of running both sides of the game as well. It's really, really interesting. There's a lot of action in this there's a lot of surprises a lot of plot twists um so it's 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 not short on excitement it will definitely keep you interested and just seeing how the main character matures and essentially goes from and i'm not i don't think i'm ruining anything here too because if you're at least if you're just getting into it now you have to know that whether it's season three or four that's coming now that he's you know if you've seen the previews he's made it pretty big and he's kind of like a drug kingpin at this point. Um, so, but that is a, it's a great show. I've been honestly, the, the episodes are an hour long. I've been breezing through them. Of course, quarantine is going to help with that. It's not too hard to find things to get into at this point, but um, I've, I'm always kind of hit or miss with FX in general. I think there are some shows that are really, really good. And then there are some that are just like totally mid and, and I'm just like, eh, like I can do without. But Snowfall is like, if I had to put a number on it, uh, one out of 10, I'd give it a solid, solid seven and a half, just under eight. Um, and I think if you're looking for a show right now to get into and, and you feel like you've kind of exhausted resources, that's totally one that, that, that should be on your list right now. It's on FX? Yeah, the it's show? on FX. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I think I think by default you could stream it on Hulu. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I, I've been watching it on Hulu. Yeah, I believe so. I've seen it on there. Uh, I've also heard about this, and it's on my list. But you know, the list is so long. At some point, yeah, I will get to it. There's so much stuff to watch. I'll, yeah, I'll I, give it like a two yeah. or three uh, Jeffrey Campbell slot bump <laughs> just for the recommendation. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Chip, what about you? Uh, well, I'm like Colin in that, and both of you guys, I, I bounce around to a lot of different shows at once. So I'm, but the, I want to bring up Lupin, uh, the Netflix show. And I've, I've told you about it before, Jeff. I oh, think. you did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think I have. Did you watch it? I did. I did. It's really Oh, good. you did? Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Were you going to talk about it or? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. It's, really it's so, it's so good. Yeah. And it's, I feel like it doesn't get any attention it, and it has like, it, I was just looking at it before it has insane reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, but I don't think it was nominated for any awards. So for, I'm sure anyone who listening, probably most of you don't know what it is. It's a, it's a net it's a french netflix show it's about a a thief who is a, a an immigrant a son uh his father 
uh, works for like this really rich family when he's a kid and his dad gets arrested and hangs himself in prison. And this guy vows revenge against this family who set his father up for this crime. And he trains and studies to be this master criminal and bases his crimes on this character in a book, Lupin. And he's basically this criminal mastermind and plans this entire thing to screw over this entire family. And it's really, really brilliant. Just, it's so entertaining. And it's, it's only five episodes. They just released the uh, trailer for part two, which I assume is going to be five more episodes. And the cliffhanger for the first season was outstanding. And the main character guy is so good. And it's, you know, like I said, it's five episodes. You can watch it in one day. Yeah, it's it's really good. I highly recommend it. And it's it's in French. I would it's much better if you watch it in French with subtitles. But it's it's really good. Jeff, you watched it like you could say it's just I highly recommend that show. Yeah, man. Like, honestly, if you're someone who enjoys um, just like original plot, but also kind of like a little Sherlock Holmesy you know, type yeah. of putting the puzzle pieces together. And if you enjoy watching someone who can outsmart everybody else, like Lupin is the show for you because yeah. this dude literally is, he's playing chess and everybody mm -hmm. else is playing checkers. Like that's the way his mind works. I don't know if you ever seen the show White Collar. Yeah, it was like Matt Bomber's first uh, starring role. It's very, reminded me of White Collar. I really like that show. And uh it's it's not you know he's not an assassin obviously like Jason Bourne but it had like a a Bourne identity Bourne, Jason Bourne movie kind of feel to it except obviously with a thief instead of an assassin but it was very it was just very well done like it, it's just very smart and yeah. th those kinds of shows are just great to watch yep. so and the way they did it just showing how smart how he outsmarted them in hindsight it's just it was so well done. Khan, I think you are up for our second recommendation. For sure. Uh, Chip, I would strongly recommend this to you, my friend, over the coming days. Uh, it's an easy binge. But uh, it's called Kingdom on Netflix. Anybody heard of it in between the three of us? I've absolutely heard. I've heard it's uh, something to watch if you like Game of Thrones, right? I don't know. I hope we're talking about the same thing. Let me hit or you. Are we the, not uh, talking about the same thing? So here's the thing. There are multiple Kingdom. shows called Kingdom on Netflix. <laughs> oh, okay. Believe it or not. Yeah, that's a very, very popular program name. That's hilarious. Uh, so ironically enough, uh, this was produced back when Netflix really started ramping up because it was done through DirecTV and they were going to have their own privatized streaming service and ended up just throwing in the towel because Netflix just jumped up way too quickly. And they were like, we're never going to be able to compete, but they dished out like some serious money. They got uh, Frank Grillo is the main character. Oh, this is something different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, <laughs> they also have Nick Jonas who plays a role. Uh, but the general gist of it, uh, Alvy Kalina is uh, an owner of a mixed martial arts gym uh, with his girlfriend, Lisa. And he helps train, you know, mixed martial art fighters, including uh, his two sons. Um, and it's just kind of all about the uh, the stuff they go through uh, from a management perspective, from a fight perspective. 
uh, you know, there's pressure, you know, the gym, you know, they're losing money, things like that. They need to win fights. Uh, it's a good drama though. Uh, only three seasons long, because again, they kind of threw in the towel quickly uh, as direct TV kind of started going down in, in that regard with the streaming service, but you could find that on Netflix and it is uh, I've had three people watch it uh, since I watched it uh, middle of last year and I've only gotten raving reviews. Uh, Kingdom, Frank Grillo, Nick Jonas, fantastic program. I like the original picks, man. Like, I feel like, Colin, your two um, are really, really kind of off the radar. I like that, you know? Like, I don't want to yeah. – I don't want to I, – I hope my picks are not in the top ten of Netflix, like, what's cool today. Right, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Like, and can I be honest with you, man? It's my worst quality. I will not watch shit that is, like – Hot. I've never seen Shameless. I don't know if I ever will. I mean, it's good. I don't Chip, have you have you seen Shameless? Yeah. Like I listen, the only issue I have with Shameless is that it's too long. There's like 80 there's 80 seasons and like don't get me wrong in the beginning, it's cool. Like I mean, like I thought it was I, I thought it was a good show, but after a while I stopped watching. Like I could oh, You can just it. stop watching. Yeah. yeah. It's not that good after a while. So. Yeah. I started uh, <laughs> I started watching Game of Thrones. Uh, right after the seventh season ended, I binged the whole thing before the start of season eight. <laughs> like I just, you didn't miss much. I know. Yeah, exactly. But shows that are headlining like that, like I typically just stay away from, I don't know what it is. It's again, it's one of my worst qualities. Uh, but no, uh, seriously, shout out to the pops dude. He, uh, he's done some serious time on planes and whatnot. And he always gets uh, show recommendations to me and they always hold up. True. True. Um, who's up now? I think it's me, right guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, damn, I kind of went back and forth between these two. Uh, Just say both of them. All right, fine. That's that's cool. I'll do that. Um, I, I'm gonna go with one that that we talked about with our with our guy Andrew Claudio. I'm yeah. I'm hook line and sinker in Ted Lasso. There you go. Like I'm <laughs> hook line and sinker. That is a really good show. Um, I this is my favorite part about the show. Real quick plot synopsis. Um. Ted Lasso is an American football coach who coaches some type of lower tier college team and maybe wins a championship with them. Maybe he doesn't, I'm not sure. He gets hired to become a manager for, uh, in the, in the, the, the premier league in England for one of the lower tier teams there. I forget their name, AFC Richmond or something like that. Right. So, I mean, soccer, as we know, in, in England is so massive. And, like, this club is hiring this dude who literally doesn't know what a goal kick is or, like, a corner kick is. And it's, and it's crazy from that sense, right? But this guy comes in, and he just loves a challenge. Um, and he's just so positive. And he's got, he's got his right-hand man who is actually kind of well-versed on, on uh, soccer and, and helps him out a lot. But – what I really love about the show is like, it's a comedy, right? It's supposed to be a comedy, but they have a way of melding, not melding. They have a way of combining like everything from like serious kind of like, um, you know, he's, he's kind of going through some stuff with his wife and uh, there's some not so funny stuff in there. And then he is just kind of hilarious in general and his acculturation to the, to the country, to, you know, people not liking him. They, they kind of mix a lot of stuff together, I think in a really good way. And Jason Sudeikis is honestly really, really good. Like he's just 
like you really feel like he is just this, you know, fish out of water, but also extremely optimistic. Jason Sudeikis is an Ozark, right? Yes. No, no, no. That, that is, um, wow. I'm an idiot. Um, why the hell am I blanking on the dude? That's Jason Bateman. That's Jason Bateman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, we do have some slight breaking news on the basketball front, given that this is a basketball podcast. Boy, the Lucas uh, Aldridge thing. Yeah, yeah. Spurs are done. They're trading. We uh, have to. Uh, we got to talk. We definitely got to talk about that. Let's you. hit that on the back end. Sorry to interrupt uh, you. No, no worries. No worries. That that is definitely important for sure. But yeah. So anyway, long story short, Ted Lasso is a good show. You guys should definitely be watching it. Um, I luckily because I when I upgraded my iPhone, I got a year free subscription to Apple TV. So that's what I'm using for that. Apparently, there are some other good shows on there, too. There are? I'm also seeing Jason Sudeikis' face now. Someone said that that the movie that Justin Timberlake just came out with, Palmer or something like that. Uh, I saw the preview for that, the trailer. I didn't watch it yet, but I might try it, so we'll see. Um, Chip, what about you? Well, I can't talk about TV shows to watch and not tell people to watch. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, the greatest comedy of all time. Oh, man. It's, yeah, it's just, it's nonstop comedy. It's brilliant. It's my favorite. It's my favorite show ever. Watch. It's always, if you've ever looked at anything I've ever done on Twitter, it's my Twitter picture at the top, the banner, whatever it is. It's, uh, it's my favorite show. It's all, I have to bring up, it's always sunny. It's the worst people in the world. They're friends. If you don't know what it is, the worst people in the world are friends with each other. They own a bar and in Philadelphia and just, they do horrible things to each other, to other people. And it's just the funniest show on TV, in my opinion. And who's your favorite character, Chip? Dennis. Nice. It's Dennis. Can, Why? We, can we really quickly, can we really quickly, um, if all of us have one off the top of our head, can we really quickly go over uh, favorite episodes? Because I, I got two in my head that I can just throw out right now. Oh, or or at least, or how about this? If, if you can't remember full episodes, just segments. Like segments like when this happened or something like Let that. Let me just get it out of the way then. Country <laughs> Mac, anything to do with Country Mac was fucking hilarious. That is pretty amazing. Yeah, that's, I, that's the one thing. If I could pinpoint, you know, one thing. I loved all that stuff, any skit they had. So for me, I'm going to really quickly just throw out, um, I think they did this a couple times, but whatever the first episode what they did with the wild card, uh, <laughs> when Charlie was a wild card, like that scene where they're leaving the mansion and he jumps out of the, and he t- takes out the break line. Like the wild I, card. I remember yeah. I was in college. <laughs> wild was card, college, bitches. And I was literally crying. That's how hard I was laughing um, in my, in my, uh, it wasn't my dorm room, but it was like whatever house we bought at the time. And then also Frank being becoming obsessed with being pure and yes. dating himself. Yeah. And, and Dude, those those scenes are like just unbelievable, like ridiculously good. Charlie work is a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah, that That's one's strong. really good. Yeah, I, I like the Dennis system. I've watched yes. that one a lot. Is classic. Dennis uh, system's incredible. To, yeah. Electric Boogaloo. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's been so long since I watched the show. I'm just like gradually digging shit out of the back of my head. What about the Nightman Cometh? Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> when that's he's yelling at the old lady, yeah. Oh my god. Oh. 
Amazing. Yeah. Uh, How could you not listen? If there's somebody listening who hasn't had a deep dive into it's always sunny, like you're not really living life. So yeah, there was a time when I would try and shoehorn sunny references into pretty much everything I wrote. Listen, that's that's what you got to do, man. That's, that's what you got to do. Um, what else do we got here? Let me see. Did we finish up the shows or no? I think, yeah. Chips was always sunny. I mean, it okay. was that is always sunny. I, I'm gonna end on always sunny. I have All to. Right. All yeah. right. So let's let's switch it up. Let's um let's switch gears back to basketball. Let's start it right off with the Spurs. So uh, as Colin correctly pointed out, Woj bomb um, on the eve of basketball restarting in the NBA after the All Star break. The Spurs are open to trade packages for Lamarcus Aldridge. Wow, this I didn't even see this. Personally interesting to me because I have him on my fantasy team and he's been like hurt and in and out of lineups, but you know he still has a skill set that can give you some points. Haven't dropped him. Who knows if that was smart or not. But um, first thoughts on LaMarcus probably getting traded. Um, what do you guys think about that? I think it's most notable that Woj said there's probably not going to be a, a buyout. So if he says that, then somebody's definitely going to trade for him. I think that's uh, – you know, obviously, first and foremost, because that guy, I think, was a name, you know, floating around and potential buyout market guy. Uh, I'd love to see Portland kick the tires, obviously. And I think that if that's where L.A. wanted to go, that San Antonio would help him get there. Uh, and then Miami's already being mentioned by a number of people as someone who's, you know, early on just uh, ma- making a push. Wow. So he's not with the team. They he's drummond not. him. He's not. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I, you Hold know, on. Funny, honestly, here's the thing though, guys, like I wonder, like I know after the drummond thing, a lot of players came out and they were like, Oh, it's messed up. They're sitting him. But what if LaMarcus who's dealt with a lot of injuries this year too, and he's older, what if he was like, yeah, I don't want to get hurt. Like I, this, I mean, I know a lot of teams say, Oh, this is mutual, but like, what if this actually is mutual? Like what if, the Spurs said, listen, we're not going to do you dirty. We're going to find you a good team. But, you know, and then what if I, – I, I could see it, LaMarcus also being like, yeah, but I don't want to get hurt while you're trying to find me a good team, you know? The Carmelo Anthony, LaMarcus Aldridge bench front court is my fever dream. Jesus. That's that's where we're at. That is wow. – I would love that. Um, there is some disgustingly crooked three-way deal potential between Otto – Porter Jr.'s salary and LaMarcus Aldridge's, who's a, who's another 20, just, oh, Andre Drummond. We could just do some kind of carousel deal wow. there. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Would they really send him to Cleveland? Is that what you're suggesting? Oh, I don't think so. No, no, no. I think probably, I don't know. I'm just, I'm twisted in the head. Uh, I think it's going to be the two teams we just talked about. It's going to be Miami. It's going to be Portland. What about Milwaukee, um, guys? What about Milwaukee? I actually, I, I don't. I, who do I, they I, trade? Uh, who do they? I'm because trying it's to... Jeff. It's going to be a trade, so it's got to be somebody that's going to trade. Milwaukee also. I thought. No, I he think makes twenty-four million. So who do they trade that matches yeah. that salary? Are they trading Lopez? Mm, no, no. So I mean, who else do they have that makes that kind of money they can move? Right. I'm trying to think. Miami would have to do Olenek. And they have the exception for Leonard, so I think they don't need him anymore. 
But even though Linux is like a good contributor for them, like that's wait, what's been uh, good? Low was just talking about that. You know what would be interesting, but it would be it actually would be trade Myers Leonard now. You can have Myers Leonard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what was going to be interesting? I uh, this would be doing Lamarcus dirty unless I don't know where his hometown is, but on the off chance that he grew up in OKC or something like that, what if they traded him for Horford? I was shocked that nothing became of the uh, boy Griffin, and he's from Dallas, Jeff. Uh, I was like, why wouldn't? I mean, I guess you know Griffin's at a place where he wants to be on a contender, but. I had flirted that idea with the Blake Griffin. Like, Detroit had to buy him out. Like, they couldn't have just thrown a second rounder and sent him for Horford. Like, Presty is a uh, draft pick whore. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think that Horford's going to go anywhere. It's weird to me that I see his name floating around. I know that Amick noted today that George Hill is most likely gone. I, how many games did he even play? Like, six, seven? Okay, you know, see. He'll be on a contender, though. Fair. Uh, Boston probably wouldn't do it. They are in love with Harrison Barnes right now yeah, for whatever I was just reason. Say that. Yeah. Brooklyn. Bill Simmons is pushing the Harrison Barnes thing, which means Danny Ainge is pushing it. Yeah. Uh, not Brooklyn, not Philly. Uh, out. It, you know what would be interesting? What if uh, Golden uh-huh. State could get him for cheap? I was actually thinking of Golden well, State. Well, that was the rumor before the season, right? Aldridge for the second pick. And the 11th, whatever the Spurs had. Yeah. Yeah, who, yeah, do you yeah. think, who do you think they would trade for him? Oubre? How much is Oubre yeah. right now? Well, they have that, and then they've got the exception, right, from Clay. Oh, but that's a big exception, though. Does moving – does no, no, because no, right. no, no, it's a disabled player. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does trading, Aldridge, does trading Oubre for Aldridge make them that much better, though? Yes. I don't know about that. I'm on the Uber. It hasn't been bad train, but I, well, I tell you what though, because to Ch- or to Jeff's point, if it's a question of Aldridge's, uh, Aldridge's conditioning and, and where he's at right now and not wanting to be banged up too, I don't think you want to send him somewhere where he's going to be a starter either. Mm. And I don't think he would start in, you know, he wouldn't start in Miami. He wouldn't start in Portland. So that's why I think those probably make the most sense. L.A.? No, they don't have the money. I don't think they have. Well, yeah. Where is uh, where is JaVale McGee right now? Cleveland. Cleveland. I would be willing to – if Chip could find me a prop bet, I would put some money down on that man being gone after the deadline. Yeah. Who, JaVale? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure betonline.aj. Look it up. Right. Uh, <laughs> The guy's experience in, in the playoffs and the finals, you know, whether he's good or not, is just enough. Someone will kick the tires. Yeah. Um, how about what we're looking forward to in the second half? I, uh, I'll, I'll start this one off. I mean, I listen, it, it sounds pretty obvious, but trade deadline, man. Like, I'm, I'm very interested to see what teams are going to really, really make a push and sacrifice either draft capital or young players for someone who can help them now. I'm always looking at a team like Philly, especially now that they're connected with Daryl Morey, um, how active he's going to be. Um, of course, as Knicks fans, I'm, I'm interested to see how active we're going to be and, and what, um, 
you know, our role is going to be is if we're buyers or sellers or somewhere in between. Um, but I think, yeah, for the most part, that's trade deadline, how, how crazy Philly gets with things and, and how much they see this season with a healthy Embiid um, and everybody else kind of rolling full steam right now and, and, and seeing how they do and um, how active do they feel they need to be to compete with Brooklyn this season is also an interesting thing that, that I'm kind of uh, thinking about. Colin, what about you? You you uh you got to mute. There you Sorry, go. I uh, I want to watch more of the Utah Jazz. That's honestly what I'm looking forward to most. I think if we're being reasonable and not taking bias into consideration for the New York Knicks, uh, I can't find a reason not to like them as a potential contender. Uh, but I want to watch them more up close and make sure that I'm not crazy. Right. Uh, they just signed Arison Ilyasova. So yeah, I mean, as true. far as I'm concerned, I mean. The best only get better. You know, it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, I'm, I'm really here for, for the Mike Conley proper resurgence, not whatever we saw last year. Uh, Mitchell's playing out of his mind. Gobert's doing well. Uh, Clarkson, obviously, six-man a year runway. I want to see – I need to watch more of them. That's just – that's my to-do list, you know, for second half of the season is, is schedule some time to sit down and watch Utah Jazz games because I do think they have a shot at upsetting one of the L.A. teams if they find themselves there. Uh, and they're playing to the way that it looks like they are. You're not concerned that they're going to have a hard time keeping up this three-point shooting? Not really. Uh, how otherworldly is it? I don't have the numbers. I mean, they're making 17 a game. Yeah, that's a lot of threes. Yeah, I mean, you would expect that to drift off, yeah, most certainly. Yeah. And then uh, it's also another thing, too. I'd be interested to see what they do at the deadline. Uh, if they bring in – and they may be a team that's more of a buyout destination, but uh, I don't think they'll hit 17 threes, you know, over the second leg of the season, but even if they drift a couple, you know. No, I mean more so in the playoffs because we're talking about them as a contender. Like, you know how the it, the Rockets, obviously, it didn't work out. I don't think it's that situation. Yeah. No, no, mm-hmm. no. I think, I think it's, it's, it's reliable enough to where they're not going to crash and burn and miss 26 straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's it's, something different about this team than there was about those Rockets teams. It, well, exactly. I mean, you know, they have integrity and they play defense mostly. <laughs> well, um, the other thing, too, is I was just going to say, and also, like, I know Clint Capella at his height was really, really good, but Rudy Gobert is, is, a, oh, is awesome. I mean, yeah, Rudy Gobert's better, obviously. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think, <laughs> I think that's also a big difference, too, man. I mean, like, he really, he really cleans up a lot of messes. If somebody gets by you on the perimeter, um, so I think that combined with their three-point shooting, I mean, like when you have Bogdanovich and Ingles and Clarkson, man, like honestly, uh, I, I think did the Knicks play them once this year yet? I just twice, felt like, twice, twice. Yeah. But we oh, so I uh, see. I'm very happy we don't have to deal with that anymore. Um, the Rockets play the Jazz three times. I was looking. At, the Rockets uh, have the hardest uh, schedule in the league. In the NBA, yeah, that's really that's rough for them. Chip, what are you looking forward to? A uh, couple things. The main thing I'm looking forward to, I think, is actually uh, what the Pelicans are going to do. Yeah, with the also, with the trade deadline coming up, I think it's fascinating to see which way they go because they stink right now. Yeah, in terms of what they were supposed to be, and they have two guys or three guys on their roster who are rumored to be up for trade. Uh, Lonzo, JJ, and Bledsoe, 
I, I mean, the Lonzo trade rumors have cooled, apparently, according to Kevin O'Connor wrote that. But you you would think Redick is very much available because he's a free agent. And uh, Bledsoe would probably be available, too, because he's not part of the future. And Lonzo, who knows, there's plenty of time yeah, for that to change, for him to become available again. But I, I'm not sure why the Pelicans would be so willing to trade a guy like Lonzo yeah, when he has such great chemistry with Zion. And I don't know why the Pelicans would be willing to trade members of their rotation at all. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm intrigued by the fact that the Pelicans, all of the trade rumors with the Pelicans seem to be about them trading their own guys and not about them getting guys to come play for them. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I saw a rumor Which... about them being interested in Larry Nance and I think Larry Nance is a really good player, but I couldn't really find anything else about them trying to go get a guy to help Zion and to help Ingram and, to help how their defense is dog shit. Did like, you listen to the low post with uh, Bill Simmons? I listened to some of it. I didn't listen to the whole thing. Why? What did they say? At one point, he was like, <laughs> he is the most unbearable person to listen to discuss basketball. <laughs> um, but at one point, he was like, I mean, New Orleans, you know, what? at what point do they start thinking about, you know, Brandon Ingram? Oh, I, I heard like, that part. I, heard that part. I was like, pretty, dude, are you kidding me, bro? Yeah. Like – that's in a whole separate tier than like, okay, we may trade Lonzo. We may trade JJ. We may trade Bledsoe. Like, no. And we talked about this on Pump the mother yeah. breaks. Like me and you talked about this on clubhouse. We uh, argued about it on clubhouse. I, if I were them, I'd pay Lonzo. I'd keep Lonzo. Yeah. So I, I don't understand why there's so many Lonzo trade rumors. I think he's a great fit with Zion. And I don't I think in the same sense that you're cautioning them not to trade these guys. They're also trying to be cautious about and, and and patient with the way that they build this, right? Because they've got Zion and Brandon Ingram, and I think they're going to take it one season at a time. And anything, anybody else that they're going to have to commit to in the moment, they're not going to jump on it without seeing what's out there at a minimum. And then, you know, if they don't see anything they like for Lonzo at the trade deadline, fine. They can let him go under restricted free agency. Someone is going to offer him a contract, though. Uh, I think yeah. they know that they want Zion and, and most likely Ingram. Um, other than that, I know they did give Steven Adams an extension, but that honestly, was that wasn't – it, it was a mistake. I understand why they did it, though. Uh, but beyond that, I don't think we're going to see them rush to to commit multiple-year contracts to a lot of people. I think it's going to be playing, you know, square peg, round hole type games to see what works with, at a minimum, Zion, if not Zion and Ingram. And you kind of find those archetypes, and then you target players – you know, either in, in future, you know, in the in the draft next year or upcoming free agent classes, not this year, but uh, it makes sense for them to retain Lonzo, but it also makes plenty of sense as to why they may not want to pay him and why they may want to cash in on a, a pending restricted free agent who's going to have a lot of offers. The funny thing is about uh, – not funny, but I mean like about Lonzo – Lonzo, I'm sorry, not Lonzo, Zion and, and Brandon Ingram is – I, I mean, to Chip's point, if those are your two best players, and we haven't seen, I don't think, either players peak yet, certainly not with Zion, but I don't even think with Brandon Ingram either. But, I mean, I don't know how much better Brandon Ingram could get. He, he certainly could be he, – I mean, he certainly could reach another level. But what you are seeing, I mean, at least based on their record, at least based on their defense – 
is that you actually do have to be pretty careful with who you put around them because it's clear right now that those two are not at a level that you need to win basketball consistently. So I don't know. I don't know, man. Lonzo might be the type of guy that needs to be next to them because he can defend well. At least this year he can shoot. Um, and last year too, he shot the ball well. And last year too, and, and he's a playmaker. So if you have a guy that I'm not saying he's great at all three of those, but but he's good enough to the point where his skill set kind of opens things up for those guys and other players as well. So if you can now, here's the thing: I would trade Lonzo if I felt like I could find a guy with a similar skill set. I could just pay less or if I felt like there was somebody really coming up in the draft that I was just like, well, you know, like that's kind of like Alonzo adjacent or like Alonzo too, something like that. But it's going to be tough, man. Like, and, and um, to, to reference that clubhouse conversation that we had, like there was a lot of money given out um, last off season to guys that I don't want to say a lot actually, because like OG is obviously a, a really good player, but like the canard deal, like there was some other ones where like, I was just kind of like, eh. but Lonzo, I mean, like if you were going to commit to him and also have that be an, a potential asset that you could trade, I know that's not the way that you want to frame like, oh, this is a guy that's part of our core. We like him because it's flexible and we can move him. I know that's not like a great sign, but that's how it works in the NBA. That, that's kind of how it guys, works. you sign some guys. So, you know, you could trade them later. Yeah. And then the other thing too, I don't know, man, I just feel like, it's very clear, at least to me, on the, in the early going, and the Pelicans still have like a ways to go that you you clearly need to put people around them. Like it, Zion and, and Ingram are not just going to do shit, and because their numbers are good right now, it's not like they're bad, um, but they're not winning. They're also in the West, so um, they're going to need players players like him. And I don't who knows what's going to happen with Jackson Hayes, how he's going to develop. The guy looked like he had absolutely no idea what to do on a basketball court. No, he still it's, doesn't. Yeah, yeah he still doesn't, <laughs> right? We don't know what Kyra, Kyra Lewis is going to be. I sir, I love the kid coming out of the draft. I, I want to see him play more, but, you know, who knows? Well, that's the main argument to trade Lonzo, right? Like, right. To, to see what he can do, right? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's a good one, Colin, because that – that uh, oh, no, Chip, I'm sorry. That's because that's a team – I'll take it. So. That's fine. <laughs> that, that's a team that I'm uh, definitely looking forward to seeing, um, you know, what they kind of do in the second half too. Yeah, so maybe it's just – oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I just think it's – I'm quick. I think it's funny that Jackson Hayes sucks now because he didn't make that Rising Stars team and he literally put on social media, fuck the NBA. And I was like, dude, you brat. Like – these kids who come up in these, it's it's rare, I think, but some of them just ego inflated. Yeah, I yeah. mean uh, that that is that's a huge huge issue issue for sure. But I mean, the cool thing, I mean, the NBA definitely has a way of humbling people for sure. And listen, if you don't get signed off your first rookie deal and you have trouble finding a roster spot, and who knows if you have to sign in the G League as a two week player. And I'm, I'm looking at you, Alonzo Trier, um, my guy that I, I, I capped for for so long. But the NBA has a way of humbling you, man. And, and you know, that that's my guy. I, I'm still riding for him, and I still want him to do well. But when you're in Iowa playing in the, the Timberwolves G League affiliate and uh, you're putting up, what, 
like 15 points a game on the most inefficient numbers possible. This is, this is what the league does. So you got to figure it out. You got to adapt. You got to be different. It just pisses me off watching the Pelicans and they got, they won. They got him. They got Zion. I wanted Zion so bad. Can you imagine (laughs) if it was the Knicks, the storylines would write themselves God. Oh my God. They, and they fucking won and they're fucking it up. Right. Yeah, like it, it would be, uh, Bondi would be unbearable. Yeah. So annoying to watch. Like yeah, if yeah. they, if they fuck up his career. Yeah. I love Zion so much, man. I'm such a fan of his. If they ruin his career, it's going to be a, a crime. They're Seriously. Fi- they're 15 and 21 right now. Um, they're in the 11. They're just right outside the play in tournament. Memphis is ahead of them at 16 and 16, Golden State 19 and 18, Dallas at 18 and 16. Um, so I mean there there's time there. You know, it's not it's not but you know what's crazy? I mean OKC is right there with them. That's so funny that we were just They just can't about. he's going to have to trade everyone to lose. He really is. Yeah. Wow. That is uh that is very interesting for sure. It shows how bad the Kings are. They can't even like, Oh my god. That's refreshing. Oh Listen, look at this. Fast break breakfast on Twitter. Lamarcus Aldridge for Ar- for Andre Drummond for Al Horford for Otto Porter for Kevin Love. <laughs> Who says no? <laughs> I love it. That was um, it was refreshing to see Amic put today in his piece that the Kings have firmly pivoted to the identity of a seller at the trade deadline because I just thought they were going to do something stupid. And I mean, because they are within range of the play in tournament, I guess. And uh, I thought they were going to talk themselves into that. Poor De'Aaron Fox, man. Every day that goes by, I bet he just wakes up and thinks he should have been a Nick. Well, what about, hold on one second. One thing I want to touch on with this Kings conversation, I, I just want to really look at, their record from last year, um, Sacramento Kings. Let me, Wasn't good. Let me hit up a little basketball reference real quick. Well, they stunk it up in the bubble, right? So, right. So, because they, they came in, they were, I remember they were like a good outside chance uh, bet to make the playoffs in the bubble. Right. So, they're but, 30, they were 31 and 41 last year, which, if we're being honest, if you're a team, Cause wasn't that Walton's first year or no? Last year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, or I could. Let me check. Walton's first year was the first year that LeBron was with LA, right? No, Le- Walton coached LeBron in LA for that first. Did he year. for one season? Yeah. yeah, yeah. With the kids, LeBron and the kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. If if Walton's if last year was Walton's first year, I mean, I feel like I remember if whenever we talked to Kings fans or when Chip and I had Sanjesh on, like I don't think he was super high on Walton. I do think that they did like that that some of their young players. Bagley was always like that guy. It's like either he hits and things look a lot better, or he doesn't, and they have to pivot. But they were 31 and 41 last year. They were in the bubble. So, like, I, even though I know Walton gets a lot of shit, I wouldn't say last year was crazy bad. Um, they're 14 and 22 now. I just wonder, it's, it's a 72 game season. I wonder what, because he's at, listen, if, if, yeah, they, if they've lost 10 of their last 11, I think. 
He's so, safe, though, right? Didn't a report come out that Walton yeah, they Job said he's, is safe? He's good for this season, yeah. Yeah. But that's but that's kind of crazy to me, man. I don't know, because if if he finishes with a worse record than last year, and, uh, I mean, the only bright side of your team right now is is De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton and Rashawn Holmes. People love Luke Walton, man. He got fired by the Lakers and signed, hired by the Kings like the same day. Is, <laughs> People is, love that guy. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I mean, I, listen. That's the Warriors connect. I that get it. and his dad too. Yeah, there's there's got to be something there, but um, I mean, listen, that franchise is that franchise, but and um, Phil Jackson like considers him a son too. Yeah, like Phil Jackson loves him. Yeah, he's got a lot of. He's got a lot of good friends. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. It's it's nice to be connected, right? Yeah. I, I think that's it. Maybe he's uh he's in the NBA mafia or something like that. Uh, he he's, he's definitely, definitely is. He's a he's a made man. You can't yeah. get rid of him. Um absolutely. What about any other topics, guys, before we uh we look to wrap up here? I mean Ola Depot. Man. Oh, we, you know what we do? Yeah, listen, man. Victor Oladipo. I don't I'm know. only in because the price is going to be dirt cheap. I was just going to ask Colin. Yeah, you in for the Knicks? Yeah, price will be dirt cheap. Whatever, kick the tires. Yeah. It's so, a it, that that's a good Rose move. I think that they would be willing to pay a small fee to give Oladipo a tryout. I don't know if I'd do it, man. Like, I, it's so funny because I would be interested in one reason why you wouldn't do it. Okay, fine. I, so here's the thing: it's I don't know. This is going to be interesting coming from me because, like, Chip and I, we used to do our redraft. Yeah, if we get to keep Obi Toppin in this trade, you know that, right? Nah. It's not even <laughs> regardless. That that's not too because much. the Rockets won't want him. That's why we get to keep him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that could be true, but. So like me and Chip used to do the redraft episodes and I, I was always really high on, on Oladipo and I, I really like him. Like I like his skill set. I think he's tough. And I actually do think for New York, he fits in terms of a mindset. Yo, I'm sorry, man. I don't trust this dude's body. And I get, we get him for a small fee to see what his health looks like and then decide whether we want to give him a contract offer. But I just I don't know, man. I really don't like the idea of – I think of how many players we've had that have come here and we gave them a four- or five-year deal and they didn't even play half half the time. Like, that. that's what scares me, man. Like, if you, if you bring on Oladipo, I don't think that – if you're trying to put a percentage on that, I don't think it's like, oh, well, 50-50. I don't know. I mean, like, I think it might be 40-60 or, or something like that. That's what scares me. Like – I don't doubt his talent. I really don't. And I actually think on this team, he fits really well as, as, a, as someone who can get to the hoop and initiate offense. And we even had Caitlin Cooper, who knows a shit ton about the Indiana Pacers. Shout out to Caitlin. Absolutely. On the pod. And she said, you know, even though he has a reputation as a two-way player, she even said his defense was underrated when he was with the Pacers. That She said that people don't really realize what he does on the perimeter and how much he blows up plays. That being said, Chip always says this, the best ability is availability. And, like, if this guy is not on the, on the court, like, I don't know, man. I, that's, a, that's a really tough one for me. I, I think push comes to shove, I'm out on him. Um, but, Chip, what, what do you think? 
Let's also with, clarify cost. Like, let's all get yeah, on the same page. I was page. just going to say. Good, right. Let's get on the same page as a price point, and wow. then we can, you know, kind of give a vote. I was just uh, going to say, it's the, it's, I'm with Colin. It depends on the cost. So what are we talking with the cost? Like Frank Milakina, Kevin Knox kind of cost, or? Oh, I, I would mean, anticipate, at this that. point, I would say that Milakina is probably not on the table. I would doubt that. Unless for, I guess a guy yeah. like Oladipo. I don't know. I, I wouldn't is, feel wait, too what confident. Is, what is he making this year? Frank makes like five or six. No, no, no. Vic, Vic, what is he, what is he making this year? Is it, is it 20? Is it? He makes, I'll tell you 20 seconds. You really think Oladipo is going to, they can get Oladipo for Kevin Knox? No. He makes 21. Who's not in the rotation? I think that if they make a move like that, they're going to be making the most of that, that cap space that they have. Uh, I think it would take, you know, the right draft competition. I think it'd probably be two seconds that would be going back, but. I mean, we are talking about a guy that has not looked like himself and, and how many games has he played this year? And he is a pending free agent. And we know that he's not going back to Houston. Mm-hmm. It's they're going to take whatever they can get their hands on. At least in Kevin Knox, you've got a guy that's going to be on his rookie deal for one more season. Um, that's something you can kind of take back and, and, and say, hey, we got this guy. We got two second round picks. Uh, I don't know why they would want Frank, uh, given the RFA aspects of that. I also don't think – I think that, honestly, Frank's probably wooed over the – it depends on how the rest of the games play out. You know, Berman said on Macri's pod, we still have a couple of games for the trade deadline. That's that's opportunity for some folks. Uh, Neil Aquina primarily. Uh, Rose is out tomorrow against Milwaukee, so I anticipate that Neil Aquina will start again. Uh, I think he's got a good chance of, of saving his, his neck in New York once again, uh, provided he can keep up what he's doing. I so, don't know – what's up? Uh, so Vic makes 21 this year. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know, we, we don't Knicks have what 15 in cap space. Yeah. But we, I mean, we really don't have a lot of like, I think do we, what, what is the deal? Do we have to get the, the contract, the, the money close to what 500,000 within 500,000 or I don't think it's 500. Can we, can we absorb him? Like I, what I would do, I have no idea. Where, I mean, this is where, a Jeremy Cohen question. Where is he? I don't know yet. It's a fantastic. We need Jeremy Cohen. But oh, I mean, okay. Shout out Jeremy. Yeah. What I would do is um, – listen, I'm not – Because Kevin Knox makes what, Jeff? Four Kevin or five? Knox makes four or five. Okay, cool. So uh, that's that gets you what? You're at what, 17, 16 yeah. and a half? And then essentially you would have to give up one if not two between – Burks, Noel, um, Bullock, because Bur- Burks makes six, Noel makes five. Bullock That's easy, yeah. 4.2. And I bet you money they would be able to reroute Burks for another second rounder. You mean Houston? Yeah. Well, they definitely, they definitely would. Um, but. That, that that is uh that is very interesting for sure. So yeah, it would definitely be Burks. Um, Knox, I think, would be a a guy that Houston would be very very interested in. So that would get you close to eleven mil. Um, and I don't know how much we would have to go further. I think we would definitely have to throw in a second or a pick swap or something like that to get to the point where we could absorb the majority of, of whatever his contract is left into, into just cap space. I don't know what we would have to do to do that, but 
Right. But that's, I mean, that's, that's a reasonable price. I think, I don't know who is that attached to second round picks that they would look at that and say like, no, that's that we've gone too far. Yeah. Uh, Knox is gone. I had hope at the beginning of the year, we saw the flashes. He's gone. I've accepted it. It'll be at the trade deadline. It'll be the off season. So I'll, Um, I'll agree with you, Colin. If the deal, if the deal in principle is Burks, Knox, second, I'm I'm doing that. I'll, All right, I'm not, done. I'm not going to worry about. I do two I'll seconds, Knox and Burks. Yeah, I think yeah, even two seconds, I think is 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 reasonable for. You Victoria. think that's reasonable for us or for the Rockets? It's reasonable. Both. For us. I think both. <laughs> who's who's given more than that? Like who's Here's no thing, one's Chip? Chip what is no one's going to give a first yeah, round pick Chip, for Oladipo? What's the I market guess. right now? That's the thing. I guess. I mean, the Rockets have really fucked themselves. So. I mean, they they fucked this whole thing. Like, they're walking away from one of the best players in franchise history with Kevin Knox and a second round pick. That's so sad. Yeah, I feel I feel terrible for Rockets fans. That's pretty yeah. bad. I'm sorry. I need you to trace that for me. What? You're saying because they got Victor Oladipo in the James Harden trade? Yeah. Okay. There was also more to that trade, though. They didn't get anything else, did they? Yes, right. What do they get? Houston got picks. Oh, yes or no? Oh, I. Oh, yeah. from they got a they got a pick from the they did they get a pick from the Nets? Chip, they got like three or four. Did they? Yes, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Where you been at, my brother? Yeah. There's, huh. there's. Well, here's the thing. It's what it is. Hey, sorry, man. I just had two COVID tests. Okay, right. your off. brain fart yeah. <laughs> clouded my mind for a second. No, 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 it's true. I forgot about that as well, though. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, there, this there isn't, and three. that's maybe that provides some context for Chip too. Like, they got first rounders for Harden, like, yeah. and like four pick swaps. It's and like, they got a it, shot at Oladipo. So whatever. Like the yeah. shot didn't work out. That's you play the game. Oh, this is always how it was going to end with Oladipo. This is a this was a Game of Thrones storyline. We knew how this was gonna fucking end right from the start. Oh, Oladipo, man, he's a good player. I mean, he's at his best, man. And I was in, I was, I was encouraged by his play. I was optimistic about Wall and Oladipo, which I'm still standing pretty tall on the on the John Wall Island. He looked really good this year in, in the games that he's played, but they've been very sparing with his uh, load management. Yeah. No. All right, guys. Um, what are we thinking here? You want to talk yeah, Blake? I, I got another two hours. Let's you want to talk just, Blake? I unfortunately don't. Um, we could do – how about we could do Blake and then we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. All right. Here's the, here's the Blake. Here's what I've got for Blake. He's not playing tomorrow. They're already holding him out with left knee management. Is that the – actual title of what he has they're yeah, managing left, his injury left management knee. injury management left knee yeah that's the most brooklyn nets injury that i've seen they're managing the his best thing knee. is that he's already had his media availability for the day and he said there's no injury of course that is really funny which i get it like there's a conditioning thing too right like you want to make sure the guy's in shape but i'm not blake griffin isn't the guy that i'm worried about as far as showing up in shape i don't know Dude, dude seems somewhat of a, a workhorse. Okay, w- who really cares about Blake, the basketball player? As a comedian, wh- how much would you pay to see Blake Griffin perform? I don't Let's know, be 20 honest. bucks. 
20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would, I would maybe give up a Metro card. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I was including a soft drink and a hot dog <laughs> in my $20. That was... If he was opening for Dave Chappelle, would you? I'll tell you what, I'd go Dennis Smith Jr. in a second round pick <laughs> just to, to watch him play. Yeah. Or not to play, but uh, to watch him do stand up. <laughs> that's my. That's the. That's the highest I can go, Chip. I can't. Dennis Smith Jr. Brooklyn Nets, and they just said that uh, KD is going to be out for a tenth straight game with the with. The and it's ring. it's that, and then it's they're already trying to get ahead of of the of the storylines by saying like, hey, like there's going to be a timeline. Like it's it's not not even a timeline, but there's going to have to be a time frame where we get him booted back up. Right. So it's, I bet you it, they're going to toy, they're going to tiptoe the line of like 15 games. Wow. I mean, let's be real. Seating doesn't really. They don't care. Yeah, as long as James Harden and Kyrie Irving can show up every other night. You know? no, <laughs> yeah. They uh, don't it, care. It doesn't really matter. And they, yeah, and he's coming off the bench, Blake, and he's, they already said, uh, Woj tweeted it after he was uh, signed. That he's going to be a small ball five off the bench, so they already know what he's going to do. Yeah, best case scenario, he gets them twelve and five a game, and that's like best case scenario. That's yeah. all he needs to be there. It's like right. the big thing is going to be. Um, I'm just so interested to see post this season what they do with DeAndre Jordan and if they really, really think about what they're going to do with the center position or, or even how much they value like Nicholas Claxton, who I think is a really good player. Um, I think this is where, Hey, what's the the Batman quote where you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. (laughs) Like, like Brooklyn was taking flyers on everybody they could get their hands on. And now they're going to be in a position where they're going to have to decide Nicholas Claxton or an NBA journeyman who's got finals experience. You know what I mean? And it's oh, it's going to be a decision they're going to be faced with, and that's going to be a, a, an even greater just indication of, of where they're at in their title craze. You know what I mean? Yeah. Treat the center position like the Miami Heat. Right. Miami Heat, LeBron, Bosh, Dwayne Wade did. Wow, yeah. Joel Anthony. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. That's wild, man. Interesting. It'll, it'll be very interesting for sure. Um, but I think that's where we're going to cut it tonight, guys. Uh, always as a pleasure. Love doing, love doing these with you, especially when we get into some non-basketball topics. Uh, just to kind of summarize for everybody out there, we got Banshee. We got um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. We have Snowfall. Ted Lasso. Um, what else do we have here? What am I? Kingdom. Missing? Shouts to Kingdom on Netflix. Shouts to Kingdom. Shouts to Colin's dad with all of these uh, <laughs> awesome show recommendations. Um, I know I'll definitely be watching them over the next couple of days. I'm getting my second dose of the COVID vaccine on Friday. You know, who knows? I'm hoping I'm not out of commission for a day or two, but it could be that that is the case. I'll, I'll be. If so, here's the good news. You're prepared, my man. Exactly. These shows will be in heavy rotation for sure. Um, Colin, as always, man, uh, very much appreciate you spending some time with us tonight. Uh, as always, please let the good people know where they can find your fantastic writing and where they can find you on Twitter. Of course, uh, Cologne Loring on Twitter, C-O-L-O-G-N-E-L-O-R-I-N-G at Twitter. 
uh, over at heavy.com now covering the Chicago Bulls. You can find me there. At, uh, I think it's heavy.com slash user slash cloring96. I'm up daily doing units. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I believe for Chip and I, this is like our 83rd or 84th episode. And uh, we're always saying that when we hit 100, we're going to show up in some tuxes, pop some champagne, and uh, invite a whole bunch <laughs> of guests on. So until I'm in. Then, Can I, I'm RSVPing right yeah, now. Uh, uh, Colin, Colin, you will definitely be there. No plus one. No plus one. <laughs> no plus one. <laughs> <laughs> so as always, we hope everybody is staying safe, and we will talk to you guys soon.